Why? I would have just stopped and made it up. Should've, I've never gotten through it. Should have fucking like called there's you. some birds. <laughs> oh my god. Let's start this thing. Hmm. Listeners. Shall we begin? Let's begin. Listeners, you're listening to another exciting episode of Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. This is a podcast where we friends get together and talk about a horror movie, which we will spoil. But first, we'll talk about, hopefully, a lot of uh, recently watched, which we're going to try not to spoil. And we thank the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. You can find the music on Amazon or uh, Apple Music, where you can buy it digitally. Sure. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Or say hello to them on Facebook, where they are the Moon-Rays. Does anyone go on Facebook anymore? No. No, just no, just Nazis. Just Nazis and crazy Great. old people. Okay, some of which are both. Yeah. Did well, they, did they shut down Twitter then? Oh no, I guess that's where the real Nazis go. Maybe the pretend Nazis mm, go okay. to f- Facebook to practice. They gotta really learn how to use those 140 characters. <laughs> well, now that we ran off all the Nazis, shall we begin? <laughs> Uh, I wish we could run all the Nazis Oh, off. wait. We're not professional critics, right? No, but we are professional Nazi haters, <laughs> as everyone should be. <clears throat> I was gone for a couple of weeks, and that's why the uneven uh, release of shows and all that. You're no, not supposed Bird to tell... Dimmick was so bad that you I le- guys didn't want to do the show anymore. Just I, admit it. I left the country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You just laid on the floor with a towel over your head for a week, I heard. (laughs) (laughs) Trying to breathe calmly. Forget. After watching Birdemic. Yeah. Forget Birdemic. Yeah, I I put a mattress up over the bottom half of a window to keep it out. (laughs) Yeah. I had a wire hanger. I stood outside of a car, I was swiping it thin air. So, I forgot to mention that um, I'm Richard. I'm here with Will. Hello. And Jolian. Hello, mates. Sorry, I'm a little rusty at this. Um, who wants to start recently watched? Mm, I haven't watched anything recently. No? Not too much. Okay. Uh, some 70s sex comedies on uh, Tubi, my favorite channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really should cancel everything else. I don't watch anything <laughs> but Tubi. I just let it play. Uh but uh yeah uh sex comedies usually some sex no comedy not not a single joke in any of them <laughs> no that's not true or any actual sex <clears throat> no sex is it's just toplessness um yeah i'm mainly watching them because boobs and uh see what's not acceptable anymore in comedies yeah historical comedy it's historical comedy, yeah. It's like trying to laugh at old Roman puns. <laughs> sure, I guess that's funny. I guess you had to be there. Uh, I watched one, Hollywood High School. Uh, cute girls, but the level of comedy was they meet an old retired Hollywood star named June East. And if you can't figure out who they're making, who they're parodying, <laughs> I don't know. But that was, the, you know, that was the level of humor there. You got a feeling that they thought they were real clever. Mm. Like in a horror movie when you name characters after famous directors. Yeah. John Carpenter. <laughs> <clears throat> right. 
So, uh, let's see. What else did I watch? I've not been watching much because I, for some reason, decided I had more money than I needed, and I went and bought a 3D printer, and I'm trying to learn 3D wow. printing. How's it going? Pretty good. Um, learning Blender is like Facebook on steroids, or, I mean, Photoshop on steroids. Oh, wow. It's like, what am I doing? What does this button do? Oh, I got it to work. Oh, it doesn't work the second time. <laughs> what did I do wrong? It only works the first time. Yeah, mashing buttons. <laughs> so, that's what I've been doing. Oh, all right. Um, Jolien, do you want to go next? All right. Uh, do you want to pick a number between 1 and 31? Okay, um, 14. Okay, I'll do 14. Um, let's see if you can help me count. I'll do them alphabetically. Uh, Agni Path from uh, 2012, uh, directed by uh, Karan Malhotra. This is a remake of the 1990 classic which starred Amitabh Bakchan, produced by the son of the original producer. Uh, gangland vengeance epic on a mythical level with emotions cranked to 11. Uh, gorgeous to look at, um, including the stars. You've got uh, Hrithik Roshan and Priyanka Chopra. Um, Katrina Kaif, who was um, Roshan's co-star in Bang Bang, <laughs> turns up for a dance number. Excellent. Bang Bang's another over the top. That, that one's um, actually a remake of um, uh, a Tom Cruise movie where he plays this super capable spy guy that Mission Impossible? No. It, um, uh, cocktail? Night, night and Day. Oh. Um, I've not been able to sit Days through Days of Thunder? <laughs> I'm just going to name Tom Cruise movies for this the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, that, one, that one's good as well, actually, that, uh, how over the top it is. There's a gunfight where uh, the bad guys are on, like, water skis and the heroes on one of those, like, hydro jet things. That's awesome. So he like he can like dive underwater and then pop up behind them firing two pistols and accurately shooting people. That is awesome. I... <laughs> yeah, wow, it, it is pretty awesome. But anyway, that was an ugly path. Um, so you you didn't you, you said Days of Thunder. You didn't say The Mummy twenty seventeen. Was he in that? Yeah, don't you remember Tom Cruise? No, I I went under electroshock therapy to get rid of fuck mummy 2017 <laughs> i don't even want to hear the name i start getting psd ptsd uh such a bad movie so bad probably the worst big budget movie i'd ever seen other than battlefield earth <clears throat> at least battlefield earth was fun it was so stupid doesn't john travolta play xenu uh, no, he plays some sort of alien that's enslaved humanity. Yeah, They're like dumb Vulcans. Or yeah, it looks, Vol uh, it looks like war Klingons. Yeah, Klingons, yeah. yeah. And they're like nine feet tall or something. Neat. Eight feet tall. And they have six fingers. Oh, and they say this. stupid shit. <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie is dumb all the way through. Mm -hmm. You should watch it. I probably should. There's a Tom Cruise connection there. Oh, yeah, Scientology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Uh, Bachelor of Hearts, 1958, directed by Wolf Riller, who did uh, Village of the Damned. Uh, it's a comedy about a German student played by Hardy Kruger going to Cambridge and the various jolly pranks that ensue. Uh, lots of punting. If you like to watch punting. All oh, right. Mm. Um, this is the debut movie for uh, Barbara Steele. Oh, hey. Really? Either doing a ridiculous posh accent or being dubbed with one. Okay. Uh, and the first build role for her Black Sunday co-star, John Richardson. Um, co-star Sylvia Sims, who was in Ice Cold in Alex the same year. Hmm. Um, she, hmm. she, she's like your classic English rose. I remember, I recognize the name, but I can't yeah. place it. Yeah, she, she's really cool. Um, small roles for Catherine Feller, who was in Curse of the Werewolf. And Peter Cook makes a brief appearance, hard to spot. Back to the Wall, 1958. Edouard Molinaro. This is a tight thriller about a man who discovers his wife, played by Jean Moreau, the same year as she was in uh, Elevated to the Gallows. Ah. Oh. Hmm, yeah. Um, this one's about um, 
Uh, so, so a man discovers his wife is having an affair and decides to be clever with getting his revenge. Oh. So that goes well. That always goes well, doesn't it? Uh, we know from the start this ends with someone being buried inside a wall. Okay. Uh, the climax takes place at Christmas. Hey. So this is a good family viewing. So why it's a not Christmas a Christmas movie? Why not a chimney then? Oh. Um, uh, the Best Man Wins from 1935, directed by O.C. Kenton, who had just done Island of Lost Souls. Um, a diver loses one arm in an accident, finds jobs for one-armed divers are scarce, and instead of seeing a career counsellor, joins the gang of Dr. Boom, played by Bella Lugosi. Yeah, yeah, that's what you used to do in the old days. Yeah. Uh, diamond smuggling astrology enthusiast. Oh. Uh, his old buddy, now a cop, tries to help him out without hurting their girl. It's, you know, it's their a girl. reasonable melodrama. It's got lots of um, people in deep sea diving suits. Oh, <laughs> Going exciting. through horrendously dangerous. The old timey ones? Yeah. It's like, oh man, I wouldn't. Oh, it looks too, too yeah. scary. Yeah. yeah just just claustrophobia alone. Mm hmm. Yeah. No. Um,. All right, cheerleader camp, aka yes. bloody pom poms, nineteen eighty eight. This is probably on Tubi. I think I watched this one. Uh, directed by John Quinn, eighty eight minutes long. Ah, uh, too long. <laughs> what is it now? What does your eighty two minutes? Eighty two. Okay, it's one canister. <laughs> okay. It's not even two. It's one canister. <laughs> I found out. Oh really? That's why it was cheaper. Yeah, <clears throat> eighty two uh, minutes. I thought it was two instead of three, but it's one instead of two. Yes. Okay. I think that's what I read. All right. So this one's got Betsy Russell in it, who went on to the Saw series, S-A-W. Okay. Um, as Allison, who fears she's a mad killer, but her boyfriend tells her she's just talking crazy. <laughs> it's very supportive. Yeah, that's how they were. <laughs> uh, also got Leif Garrett. Oh, wow. Who had been, a, when he was a child actor, he was in Devil Times 5, but then he became this huge pop star and that, that ruined his life. Yeah. It seemed like it. Uh, he plays the boyfriend, Brent. And you've got Lucinda Dickey, who had starred in Breaking and Breaking 2, Electric oh, Boogaloo. Mm -hmm. I've seen both of those. As Corey, the alligator mascot who does breakdancing. Yes, she does breakdancing in an alligator mascot suit. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, Betsy Russell and uh, Lucinda Dickey are actually trying to turn in a good performance. Yeah. Um, Buck Flower. As oh, pop. homeless person? He plays <laughs> Pop, the skeezy caretaker. Close enough. He says things like, uh, she'll make your pee-pee harder than a 10-pound bag of nickel jawbreakers. Wow. That is quite the phrase. And when someone asks him where a missing cheerleader is, he says, out dancing with the elves, what do I look like? One of these newfangled computers? Hmm. Yeah. What year is this one? 88. 88, Okay. Yeah, your high, your hopes aren't high. Eighty-eight no. slasher. Mm -mm. No, 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 pretty low. Um, okay, uh, you also got Laurie Griffin from Teen Wolf as Bonnie, and Travis McKenna as the fat guy, because there's always the prankster, yeah. mm -hmm. fat guy, uh, Timmy, and uh, he went on to play Fat Clown in Batman Returns. I remember that role. That was one of the best roles in that movie. I think he gets blown up. I think he did get an award for one of the Fat Clowns of the Year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Rebecca Ferrati as Teresa. She was a, an American gladiator. She was also in Three Amigos and Ace Ventura and was the star of a comic called Rebecca Ferrati, House of the Dinosaurs. Hmm. Huh. Remember that one? <clears throat> no. Um, not normally. I mean, yes. <laughs> of course. Uh, uh, shortly after arriving at Camp Hurrah for cheerleader training and competitions, one rival to Allison's affections is found dead with her wrists slit. So the camp leader has her stuck in the freezer and everyone goes about their day. Yeah, this sounds like the 80s. <laughs> uh, 41 minutes in, another rival to Allison is stabbed through the back of the head with shears, which isn't as easy to pass off as suicide. Others get eviscerated by a van, whacked with a cleaver, shot, strangled with a phone cord, and scythed. One gets a bear trap to the face, but I'm not sure who it is on account of the face bear trap thing. Yeah. I, I have no idea who that character is supposed to be. Uh, there's a band of 80s movie punks played by Sounds of Success. 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 Yes, 
S-U-K-S-E-X-X. Yeah, it just rolls off the tongue. Yeah, they have to pretend to rock out while cast members gather right in front of the stage for a conversation scene. (laughs) They're just talking normally. That's where I go to have my good conversations right Mm -hmm. front row. Oh, yeah, like weird things in the neighborhood. Like uh, I call this the court of towels. Uh, On a Monday morning, we found a guy on our porch and he was just sitting there eating a snack and yelling at the world. And he was just wearing a pair of rolled up sweatpants. Huh, okay. And uh, he was clutching this blue towel. So I thought he was like, Linus gone to seed. <laughs> and, and next day... Or he's uh, Arthur Dent waiting for a spaceship. <laughs> next day, I, uh, I was like, I got in the way of this guy who was running away from a woman having sna- snatched a sack of deliveries off her porch. And uh, I wasn't br- being brave or anything. I just heard this woman yelling, which is like n- nothing... unusual in the neighborhood yeah i heard a yelling so i i turned around to see what's going on this guy was like running at me and and, uh and and he looked at me and then he looked back at her and he just dropped the sack and took off oh excellent um so and and he was clutching a clutching a blue towel really also yeah what's going on that's bizarre Mm. yeah court court of towels it's a gang yeah tell you wow uh where am i at now uh, Dungeons and Dragons, Thieves 20, of 20, Honor, yeah, Honor Among Thieves or something like that. Yeah, uh, directed by John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. Uh, top marks for production design and costumes, pretty dull for the most part. I found I mean, a lot of people seem to find this really fun, but this is the new one. Yeah, not Mazes and Monsters. No, with Tom Hanks. No, this or the, the one with Jeremy Irons that came out in two thousand. Right, this is the one with the Bridgerton guy in it. Yeah, no, no, no Dungeons and Dragons movie is good. Okay, no. Yeah, how could you make it good? It's a role playing game. That's the whole thing about that game. Nobody yeah. gives a shit really about, you know, if it was just a story. But it's fun to play. You go to the movie and you're. Yeah, you're watching other people play. You're watching play. other people play. <laughs> Why have we never gotten Monopoly, the movie? Don't hold... Yeah. No. Just wait. Don't just wait. It off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's just third-rate Monty Python humor. Mm. Um, third-rate Monty Python. Ed French on makeup team. I spotted his name. Mm. Nice to see him still going. Um, there's lots of D&D in-jokes. Like the... You know, there, there's like this animated... Car- there's this cartoon series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have the people who are dressed up as those characters in this cage at one point. Uh, yeah, I watched the cartoon series. It was pretty typical of cartoons of the 80s. Um, the Etruscan Kills Again. Ooh. A.K.A. The Dead or Alive, 1972. Uh, I was looking forward to a giallo starring Samantha Egar. Ooh, Yeah. Uh, but this one's dull, formulaic stuff. Uh, although it missed out on calling itself Six Red Shoes of the Flaming Spider." Ooh, that's good. <laughs> I, I just, my mind was wandering while I was watching this. It's just one of those films. I like it. Uh, Alex Cord plays an archaeologist alcoholic, so there's plenty of uh, J and B on show. Yeah. With the labels turned to camera. Mm-hmm. Um, As though, you well, do. Uh, I bet they were pleased to see uh, they'd sponsored a, a movie where the, the character drinking their stuff is an alcoholic. <laughs> um, Please drink responsibly. So he probes into an Etruscan tomb painted with a demon fresco. Then couples start to get beaten to death with the tomb probe. Uh, a, what the hell is a tomb probe? He's got it's, it's kind of um, they drill in. It, they don't want to open up the whole tomb. Yeah. Because um, the light will kill all the artwork. But so they they drill down and then they put this like kind of periscope down there. Okay. And, they, and then they can swivel it around. around and take photos. Hmm. But that gets stolen and people get beaten to death with the tomb probe. All right. Hmm. I don't know what its official name is. Tomb probe. <laughs> so uh, apart from himself, suspects include an impotent composer played by John Marley, uh, his mistress Samantha Egar, an arthropod arsonist named Otello. Played by Vladan Milosinovic, and a gelato-licking ballet instructor, played by Horst Frank. Well, it sounds good, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's boring. There's a dead cat in it. Uh, Still not interested. Not really. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty dull. That's uh, unfortunate. Evil Dead Rise. Have you watched that one? No, I just found out it's that it's Max. available. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, it's directed by Lee Cronin. Uh, I love the title reveal. 
<laughs> I thought, oh, this is going to be good. Uh, Lily Sullivan was good as the new hero. Um, she she really enjoyed. Uh, I really enjoyed Alyssa Sutherland, especially when her demons unleashed from the family that's been taking her for granted. Oh, good. It's all about this family that's stuck in this apartment block that's, you know, about to be torn down. Oh, okay. And uh, it's really dingy. It's it's got real um, early two thousands look to it. Mm. Green and grungy. But she, she's really fun because this family's just like living off her and and uh, you know taking her for granted, and then she like gets possessed. And um, anyway, um, uh, we have to spend a lot of time with that family before things get going in the usual manner. Uh, I was a bit bored for too much of the runtime. Made me want to watch Demons Two again. Oh, okay. So not right. a total loss. <laughs> uh, Mafia Mama from this year is directed by Catherine Hardwick. Um, she worked in the Twilight series. Yeah. Uh, kind of the woman who goes to picturesque Italy and discovers herself story you might expect, except here she becomes a mob boss. And there's one of the most gruesome eye-gouging scenes I've ever seen. So it's a recommend for Iggy. Stars for Ziggy. T- yeah. Stars uh, Tony Collette. Oh, okay. And Monica Bellucci. Wow, good uh, cast. Tony Collette, very good at comedy. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. When well. she's on screen, it's really, it's really fun. Um, the first assistant director is Fabrizio Roy Bava, huh? oh. son of Lamberto. Hmm. Um, the Magic Carpet from 1951, Lou Landers, uh, Arabian Adventures, getting down to the lower end of the budget for these things. Uh, apparently, Lucille Ball was offered the crummy role of evil princess in the hope that she'd refuse and negate her contract, but she do it, she took it out of spite. Uh, <laughs> uh, so most of the production money went to her. And then it stars John Agar and Patricia Medina as the feisty female. And she was also in Aladdin and the Lamp the next year. So little typecast. Uh, Raymond Burr plays the villain. Oh. Uh, George Tobias is the comic sidekick. And uh, I'm sure I saw Woody Strode as one of the harem guards. Blinking, you miss him. Yeah. Uh, pretty standard with a hilarious vocalization at the end of one of the Oasis scenes. Uh, it's like everyone rides off uh-huh. to uh, to attack the bad guys. And they're all going, and then, <laughs> then the, it's one of those films where they, they don't edit. Uh, crisply enough so that the scene just goes on a few seconds too long oh god yeah and there's this one voice going <laughs> i love that in movies where the actors just stop yeah and you're like why are you still showing us this cut before yeah. that uh, we'll get to birdemic in a bit <laughs> right um night of the damned from 1971 directed by filippo walter ratti um it's got uh, Pierre Bryce from the Winner 2 series, and he was also in um, Little Stone Women. And uh, Patrizia Lotti, who was in Amak from 1972. Mm. Uh, they play Mr. and Mrs. Dupre, who figure out a cryptic letter based on Charles Baudelaire and end up at a gothic castle complete with the requisite candelabras, billowing curtains, and women writhing around on altars. Uh, I think I saw the cut prepared for international markets because there's a lot of nudity just jarringly edited in. <laughs> All right. Uh, conversation when tits flash on the screen yeah, and it cuts it, back it, it's, it's like fairly sober gothic Italian like 60s style thing and then all of a sudden anyway um, apparently there was a version with even more sex that was released in France in the mid 70s I think what happened with this company it was an independent company they set up and then shortly thereafter it went bankrupt so by the time they finished making this film the company was bankrupt so oh. it just got picked up and people would edit in what they liked and re-release it <laughs> uh, it's got a cool soundtrack by Carlos Savina but it's mostly recycled from a film called Malenka from 1969 which is a pretty good uh, vampire movie. oh okay um, and then I saw a couple of films called Prey 1977 Norman J. Warren director of Satan's Slave Oh. Um, this one's about an alien flesh eater who arrives in the English countryside and takes on the form of a victim and penetrates the secluded life of a vegetarian lesbian couple, although one of them is a something of a predator too. Uh, not sure whose side this is on. Interesting dynamics occur, especially when after a successful hunt, the man is rewarded with another hunt game where he's made up and wears a gown. Um, I think Vampires from 1974 is a similar situation, but it's more fun to watch. 
Uh, one of the girls you see at the end is Kalia Marcel, who is the writer of the Venom movies. Ooh. I think she also wrote Fifty Shades of Grey, the movie. Um, in Italy, Not the, the theme park ride. <laughs> uh, in Italy, Prey was re-edited and re-released as Terror in Amityville Park. Oh, oh, all right. And then I saw the 2022 Prey, directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who did uh, Ten Cleverfield Lane. Mm-hmm. Um, this one stars Amber Mid-Thunder as a Naru, a Comanche who wants to prove herself as a hunter, and she's not just up against wabbits. Um, aided by her brother Tabe, played by Dakota Beavers, and a great dog named Sari, played by Coco. Uh, although it's easily the best Predator sequel. Mm-hmm. Really terrific stuff. Best acting by a dog in a long time. Yeah, great dog. That dog's great. Everybody in this movie, uh, that's probably, was that your last one? I've got lots more, but I can stop there if you like. <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, I was going to say we could segue into my recently watch because I did watch Prey also, mm. based on the fact that uh, I watched the um, Fangoria Chainsaw Awards. The Chainies? The, the Chainies. <laughs> Or the Sawies, I'm not sure what they were. But uh, they showed a clip. It, it won some award or another, and they showed a clip, and I said, wow, this looks good. I better mm-hmm. watch this. Found out it was on Hulu, and I went, I knew it was on Hulu at some point because I already put it on my watch list. <laughs> and I maybe didn't know what it was really about. And uh, watched it, and it was it was visually dazzling. Yeah, It was filmed in uh, British Columbia, so um, it had, Alberta and, yeah, yeah, and uh, it was uh, it was just very authentic looking for being set in the 1770s, uh, with not just the uh, the Comanche tribe, but also the French trappers, mm-hmm. <laughs> the filthy, dirty French trappers. <laughs> um, they didn't just switch to English, did they? They just stayed with their French, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I kind of wish they'd stuck with the Comanche language as well. And just I, I know <coughs> that would have been great. Done it visually. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. read subtitles all the time, so yeah, yeah. yeah even if they those. didn't have subtitles, subtitles, yeah, that'd be great too. Because you just, yeah, yeah just it's all you visual. Have to roll, roll with it, but, yeah. You know, I no. don't, don't think that would be commercial, but yeah. And that's the thing is, is uh, I'm not sure how big of an audience they were trying to reach, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, they could have done, you know, even further authentic you know, language with it, like you said, uh, the fact that they didn't, didn't really hurt the film. Mm. I mean, it probably made it a little easier to just roll with yeah, it. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's, there's long stretches of this film. Where there's no talking at all. Right. Just her. Yeah. And, and it could have been like a quest for fire, like no dialogue, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, it could have been like that and it would have been fine. Yeah. Because, well, none of us knows what the predator's saying. Mm-hmm. We just kind of, Get a grasp yeah, on, you don't, don't get subtitles. <laughs> right, just all the clicking and the, predator. The, the wet clicking, snarling sounds. Have you ever seen the original Predator costume that uh, Jean oh, Van yeah. Damme was in? <laughs> no, does it look terrible? Yeah, look it up sometime. Does it look like Nicolas Cage made it? <laughs> it looks like some grade schoolers got some orange foam and made a giant walking Muppet. Oh, God. Uh, I think they were doing, they were going to... Added something over that. I don't remember why it was orange, but it's like, you know, road cone orange. And he was like, I'm out of here. I'm not, I'm not doing this. Like, you can't see my face. Nobody's going to know who I am. I don't get to do the splits. <laughs> right? Run around in briefs doing the splits. Yeah. Um, so, uh, other recently watched, let's see. Oh, you mentioned, uh, Elevator to the Gallows. And a mm. f- funny thing that you did, I tried twice while in France to talk about this movie with French people. Um, the one dude was, was, uh, from another country anyway, but this cab driver was like, uh, I hope, I hope you like the, um, uh, the jazz. And I said, oh no, I really like jazz. And, uh, I said, but I, I like earlier stuff, you know, like, um. Miles Davis and Sonny Rollins and I named a few and he's just like, yeah, I don't know them. And I thought, what? 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 I yeah. said, you know, Miles Davis, if you heard him and he goes, oh, probably. And, uh, he was f- from somewhere in Northern Africa. I forget where he said he might've been from Morocco or someplace. And, uh, 
I said, well, if you've ever seen Elevator to the Gallows, the whole soundtrack is Miles Davis. And he goes, what? And I said, it's it's a uh, Louis Malle movie. Uh, Did you give him the French title? I quickly looked it up on my phone, and this thing just turned into a, a quagmire of a conversation. Oh. I should have bailed out much earlier than I did. <laughs> I said, no. And he goes, Gallows, what is Gallows? And here I am in the rearview mirror, you know, going, you know, ah, you know, like hanging somebody. And he goes, what? What? <laughs> and I was like, okay, anyway. He goes, why an elevator then? <laughs> I was like, okay, man, yeah. look. Um, so here's what it's about real quickly, synopsis, and uh, it didn't help. It, 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 by the time I realized that I should have bailed five minutes earlier, it was too late. Um, great movie, though. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I have that one on Blu-ray if either of you ever need a, a rewatch on it. But um, yeah, uh, any of those 1960s French New Wave films, uh, man, good stuff. It's it's just amazing filmmaking. It's very daring. Uh, a lot of it's in black and white, you know. Just dig it. I didn't watch that. I just thought it was fun to mention that. Um, so... Uh, yeah, Jean-Luc Godard, uh, Louis Mal. I mean, if you don't know who these cats are, then uh, why are you living in Paris? You know? Jesus. <laughs> Maybe he was into Nigerian films. Maybe. They're big. Yeah. That and could... they're nuts. <laughs> uh, I've only seen a couple of those. I've Yeah, I've only seen clips. I've never sat through a whole movie yet, but... Scenes are pretty weird, and it's super low budget. Oh, Yeah. So I made a I made a choice on the airplane. We were on British Airways that I that I was going to watch a couple of movies because it's a long enough flight. And uh, I decided the second one was going to be Shaun of the Dead because I found that on their little list. Uh, we were literally descending into before they shut off your screens. Uh, the credits were rolling at the end of Shaun of the Dead as mm-hmm. we're landing in London Heathrow. Oh, nice. Now two things I noticed immediately about England and. Uh, Whoever designed the automated um, floor buffing machine or whatever the thing was that went by must love Doctor Who because it sounded like, uh, uh, oh, God damn it, what are those things called? The uh, Dalek? The Dalek, yeah. Dalek. It sounded like Dalek. Yeah. Is it Dalek or Dalek? Dalek. 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 Yeah, it was going bop, 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 bop. And, and all I needed to say was exterminate. It was like, it was the same voice. And okay. So I noticed that, uh, get to the room later that day. Um, I was really surprised by the way, like, Oh, yeah, these freeways are great. Everything's going, you know, going smoothly, getting there quickly. And all of a sudden, I think they're motorways, motorways. That's what it was. Yes. The M, the M1, the M2 and the M3, whatever. Uh, so we exit the motorway into just town after town after town of zigzagging to get to where we were staying. And I was surprised that there wasn't like motorway that got us closer, but it was just a lot of turns and turns and turns for a long time. It's to confuse you. Yeah. So you you can never find your way back. Can't find back to the airport. Right. Yeah. Uh, I noticed that the outlets, you know, I'm American. I know that they're not going to be the same. I'm even prepared for this. Got the adapter and everything. You can't stick a fork in them. No. Somebody thought this through. Some some English person went, hey, you know something? (laughs) If the fork and the outlet are too similar, people will get electrocuted. I heard recently, I didn't know, that they've flipped the switches over now, or the outlets here. Because they want the ground up, so if something drops between the wall and the outlet, they couldn't possibly hit both prongs and short out whatever. Oh, interesting. I, I, I don't know how much stock I put into that story, but uh, I've often wondered about that. Like, what if I touched those while I was pulling out the coffee pot plug? That's a good point. Probably shock me really good. Let's try it. Yeah. Yeah, it shocked me pretty good. I, <laughs> I learned my lesson for a while. Yeah. About four years, and then I lose everything to start over. Make new memories. Exactly. Speaking of which, nothing new to report on Shaun of the Dead. Still brilliant start to finish. I think I noticed one new thing I hadn't noticed before, but I can't remember what that was. Hmm. Probably should have written it down. Yeah. Um, I did not 
uh, get a cornetto while I was in Europe. And I wasn't ready for a treat at the moment and said, oh, yeah, right there. Got to get one of those later. Uh, you know, in a freezer case in a little convenience store. It didn't. And I just can't believe it. I made it all the way back without having a cornetto. Uh, I, you kind okay. of whatever they call them here, nutty buddies. Or a drumstick. Drumstick, yeah. It's probably pretty close, huh? Yeah, I think they're the same thing. Probably. Um, they look a lot alike. The drumsticks are chicken-flavored. Yeah. They are. Chicken-flavored ice cream. Different. Mm. Don't put it past Americans to do something like that. Chicken-flavored ice cream. Uh, I decided to I be a bigger person. British ones taste like clarinets. <laughs> so, or a coronet, I guess. Uh, I decided to be the bigger person and actually watch one of the Hotel Transylvania movies because it's a mainstream thing and it's a digitally animated thing. And I thought, you know what, I'm just going to watch it anyway. And uh, I could see where a kid would really enjoy it. And I wasn't bored by it. So, um, yeah, I watched it. Okay. I didn't. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't look at who the actors were doing the voices, but I immediately was like, oh, that's Adam Sandler doing the count. Yeah, clearly. Um Oh, who, I'm trying to think of who did, uh, who did the other voices? It was like, oh, Andy Sam. Mel Blanc. Yeah. <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. Yeah, I think I knew Selena Gomez was in it. Orson Welles. It was, <laughs> was his last movie, I understand. John Carradine. Since his last movie. Yeah. John Carradine, of course. Oh, David Spade did a voice. What a surprise. I didn't recognize Fran Drescher, so she probably wasn't doing her own voice. Um, but Mark Mothersbaugh from Devo did the music, so that mm. that's pretty cool. No, it's worth a look. It's it's from, t- what, 10, 11 years ago, so it's not like... I think it's closer to 20. <laughs> nah, it's from uh, 2012. Okay. Yeah, but, it, but it's, you know, computer animation, so they can do anything they want, and it doesn't really... And yet they don't. Yet they don't. Good point. <laughs> you know, get someone in there with some real vision. It'll show us things we haven't seen before. That's what I want. <laughs> things that I might not want to see, but I'm going to look at them anyway. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm a sick individual, I've realized. <laughs> so, Prey is a prequel, right? Well, no. I mean, it's set in the 1770s. Well, yeah. Okay. So, we get the idea that the Predator has been here before. Well, you get that at the end of Predator 2. Because he gives Danny Glover the pistol that I think ends up in this movie. Oh, really? Yeah. The, the, the flintlock thingy? Uh-huh. No shit. Yeah. At the very end, he gets on the Predator's ship. And there's a big display of all the animals Skulls he's killed. and stuff, yeah. There's an alien in there. Uh, and then the Predator gives him a gun because he beat the Predator. You know, another Predator comes out and gives him a gun. And I guess they're supposed to tie in together. Yeah, and the brother's supposed to be the ancestor of the, one of the team in the original. Oh, Billy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It, it, it doesn't, yeah, you can watch the Prey yeah, completely it's stand just alone. Easter know. eggs, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I really like the team in Predator. They're just overly <laughs> macho army, yeah. you know, squad, yeah. whatever they are. Yeah, Jesse Ventura. <laughs> yeah, I ain't got time to bleed. Yeah, they're all like so macho, and and but then that all goes terribly it wrong. Doesn't help them at all. <laughs> Shane Black's the only one that's like a normal looking person, and he wears glasses. So he's yeah. the nerdy guy in the mm-hmm. group. So I thought it would be worth talking about some movies that were better than Birdemic before, you know, as recently watched. Every, every movie so, ever made. Yeah, so literally every movie ever made. So <laughs> Was could, this the worst movie you've ever seen? Yes. Damn. I mean, honestly, um, I have not seen uh, The Beast of Indian Flats or whatever. Is that what it's called? Oh, no. Godhead of Indian Flats. Is that what it was? The one about the monster cow? Yeah, it's like a monster sheep or cow or something. Sheep, yeah. Uh, no, no, that, that's better. Uh, yeah, that God, is God better. Monster of Indian Flats. That's what it was. That's it. God Monster of Indian Flats. Uh, Beast yeah. of Yucca Flats is better. Well, it's it's Tor Johnson walking through a desert, you know? Yeah, and it is uh, Francis Coleman. Uh, he looks like a psychotic 
curly from the Three Stooges or something. So, yeah, I will say better yeah. than Bird Nemec. Now, all right, so all the recently watched I just named, um, like the worst thing I've watched in the last, uh, my previous life, um, nothing, I can't think of anything worse than this. Were you even prepared for how bad this was? No, I thought it was going to be the cutesy um, um, Sharknado bullshit. Where I'll never yeah. show one of those films. That's why I didn't watch this for, whatever, 12 years or something. Because I thought it was a jokey, you know, mm-hmm. sci-fi movie where it would be Sharknado. We're, we're trying to make a bad movie. But then I watched it and quickly realized, no. This is made by a crazy man who thinks he has actual talent and made something good. Yeah, um, I have two notes. I want to. I want to. Uh, James Wynn. I want to share with you here. It is thirty-eight minutes and fifty-four seconds before a bird appears on the screen at all. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So for a movie that is ninety-three minutes, you are thirty-eight, almost thirty-nine minutes into it before you even see a bird. Then at 47 minutes and five seconds, we see the shittily animated birds. And I can't stress shittily enough. Um, Wow. The preview showed you and and it's just like, okay. Uh, Again, that I thought it was all, you know, big jokey thing. mm -hmm. Having watched it, I don't know. I don't think it was. I think this guy thought he was making a good movie like the birds. Yeah. Okay. This, me... this movie starts with a like a Bernard Herrmann style cue, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and a man driving a Mustang. I thought, oh, this, this might be all right. <laughs> then it was downhill from there. <laughs> the musical cue just restarts. Yeah, it doesn't develop. It just restarts, and we get more driving. So much driving. And then uh, I'd say twenty uh, percent of this movie is driving. And in the other. Uh, you know, 30% of, of 50 would be walking and talking. Uh-huh. And then um, the rest are uh, shitty birds. And then, then the credits start. And in the credits, uh, there's one that says supporting casts. Oh, God. I thought, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> this is going to be hard. They didn't watch their own movie. No. Before mm-hmm. they released it. <laughs> would you? <laughs> then uh, the man drives his car into Half Moon Bay, North California. So you get more lives. driving. Then he hits on this fashion model named Valerie. Oh God! Yeah, she's supposed to be a fashion model. Yeah, he just he just chases her down the street and grabs her. Uh, yeah, which worked. It worked. Have to try that. Mm-hmm. It's better than my current technique of hiding in the bushes. <laughs> then he makes a, a deal at work, and it's for a million dollars. Yes. <laughs> and and she- they talk about whatever crap thing he's making for so long. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. His business plan is just pure shit. But you're like, why are they talking? Why? About why? It was something like air conditioning, or <laughs> I don't know what he was talking about. Do you remember uh, that that book we read about Plan Nine? Catherine Coldiron wrote uh, that monograph. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she refers to these scenes where you're you're getting your characters from point A to point B, with all of the steps in between. She calls it shoe leather. Yes. Yeah. This movie is shoe mostly leather. shoe leather. <laughs> it's yeah. like oh they need to go from here to there we're gonna ride in the we car with them we're gonna show you because you wouldn't know otherwise how they got there right and then the girlfriend who's who, she's the fashion model yes gets a cover gig for Victoria's Secret mm-hmm. but is this this is written by someone whose idea of business you know career opportunities is, yeah. is conceived when they're about 13 yeah I think so exactly I want to date a Victoria's Secret model yeah she didn't look anything like a Victoria's Secret model. And then we were treated to a basketball game. Uh-huh. Yeah. A solar Real pa- treat. Solar panel installation. That's it. Solar panels. <laughs> they talk about that for so long. So long. Which, which is based in Silicon Valley, right? Mm, I <clears throat> guess. They're made from silicon, aren't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, then you have uh, breakfasts. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, there's a data... Of a restaurant called Na Trang. Great chemistry between Val- Valerie and Rod, by the way. Yeah, like they had just met each other that day and were introduced <laughs> two minutes before filming. 22 minutes in, you get CG parrots. Oh, yes. 
Oh, so there were birds earlier mm-hmm. than I thought. Well, this is by my count. <clears throat> okay. No, there I'm, are. I'm fading in and out of consciousness. Well, I, maybe I'm referring <laughs> That's to. That's what happens. I yes. might have been referring to to um, potentially sinister birds. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Not, no, not, that was probably right. Not innocuous parrots. I, I made it 22 minutes for that CG parrot to turn up. And what did it do? Uh, Ate a cracker? Nothing. I think they get kind of talky, loud. It flies across the trees when they're out on a date. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, they go to a zoo or something and. Yeah. Uh, there's a board meeting. Yes. B-O-R-E-D. Really, really important <laughs> to the plot. Because um, this ties into why the birds are attacking. Yes. Uh-huh. I love one of the newscasts is something like, animals are being affected, birds, lions, and other animals such as seals. <laughs> Just like random group of animals they picked, and <laughs> such as seals. Um, there's a double date with my and Rick to go and see an inconvenient truth. Oh, and the, the, okay. The, for us to say the acting is bad and the dialogue is bad is not enough. You would just have to see this, but the way they're like, isn't that right? Isn't it a good thing that we found out about all of this terrible stuff happening to our environment? That was yeah. an important movie, wasn't it? You know, there's it sure was, it, it sounds like, um, like little kids wrote it. Uh-huh. You know, 10, 12-year-olds maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wrote a movie in high school. I guarantee you it's better than this. And mm-hmm. it was a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> then there's another meeting. Yes. I love yeah. meetings. When I think of bird attacks, I think of meetings. Meetings, because none of us are as dumb as all of us. Yeah. And then they go to an art and pumpkin festival. Yes, which is a real thing. A real thing. Yeah. Is October the 13th. 39 minutes in, dead CG bird on beach. Yes. Yes. Is that, does that tally with? Yes. Okay. That's You said 39 minutes? 39 minutes. Dead, yep. dead CG bird on yep. beach. Uh, Valerie does weird dancing at bar to a song called Hanging Out With My Family. Oh, I meant to make a <laughs> note about this. What's oh up with this? Oh, my God, yeah. What's up with the dancing? What's up with the lyrics? What's up with this so-called band? Why is this scene? Was this a big? Why are any of the scenes in this movie? (laughs) Why? Why? Yeah. Oh man. I'm not gonna say I'm sorry. I made you guys watch this because I suffered through it. Everybody should have to once. It is truly probably the worst movie I've watched. Uh, And Valerie and Rod take off some clothes and make out. They don't take off all their clothes. No. Mm Mm-hmm. Because they wanted a PG rating. Then 47 minutes in, town is suddenly on fire and under attack by CG birds. Mm-hmm. Which explode when they hit the ground. <laughs> yes. And they make, um, yeah, they, they explode and they make spitfire noises. Yes. <laughs> Don't they breathe fire or spit fire? Yeah. Yeah. Because oh. environment. Mm-hmm. Um, affecting animals such as seals. The first thing Valerie says is, Rod, I think they're eagles. <laughs> <laughs> I like that the character is oh. Rod. Uh, they barricade the bottom half of the window. Yep. And uh, she says, that should hold them. Well, they can't get up off the ground is why. Oh, wait. <laughs> uh, then they take to the road. Uh, 53 minutes in. I kept checking the time. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 53 minutes in. There's dead people at the side of the road. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, the, so they pull over. The plucky, ba- the plucky band blaze away at CG birds with CG gun flashes. They, so they point these toy guns in the air, and then there's this star thing that gets edited yes. on the gun. Oh, God. To denote firing of said gun. Oh. While everyone else drives calmly by in the background. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of people shooting those birds. There was a lot of bad gun handling in this movie. Um, But uh, you just got people standing there with these pointing these guns in the air, these star things. It's it's superimposed on the guns to denote shooting. mm -hmm. And then people are just driving down freeways, as you call them in this country. Yes. Just calmly driving by while all this is going on. In Mm -hmm. Colorado, they're called highways. Okay. Because um, it's high. In the greater Chicago <laughs> area, they refer to them as the expressways. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
So, yeah, the the bad gun handling was almost almost on the level of uh, Plan Nine from Outer Space, where the cops like yes. scratching his head with the gun and oh, God, yeah. waving it around, pointing at stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was about that bad. Um, yeah, I, I decided that Birdemic exists in its own reality. Uh, despite people around the cast going on with their everyday activities, <laughs> despite the lack of talent, despite the competency. No, no, no. Absence, not lack of. <laughs> despite the budget, which was $10,000. <laughs> wow. Uh, despite science. Yeah. Despite the hypocrisy of an eco-message movie where the cast shoot birds even when they're not being attacked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. It's just its own reality. It's just... Uh. Yes. This reality called Birdemic. Yes, and that's part of the the feeling I got watching this. This is why I I you know, I had realized I'd misjudged this thinking it was a you know, what what's that company that makes the mockbusters? Asylum. Asylum. I thought mm. it was like that. Oh. I and wish. and then this this like you, when they get into the car and start driving and yeah, like the music repeats and it's just this kind of ugly shot of inside the dashboard and the windshield out the windshield um i was like okay this is this is not a joke this this is serious and then it just kept getting more and more yeah the guy who made this is nuts he may be in on the joke now but when he right, made that right. i don't think he had yeah, any like, intention like, like for the room exactly he like made the room he makes glenn danzig look like fucking orson welles <laughs> yeah wait a yeah. minute seriously oh my god <laughs> is Veronica worse than this movie though? No. no. Really? Veronica's a way better movie. I never thought I would say that about Veronica, but it's better than something. Yeah. Yeah. At least you can laugh at it and have fun with it. I think I got food poisoning. <laughs> yeah. Feeling sick and you lightheaded. Fe- you feeling faint? Yeah. Trying to put both those movies in my head and compare them. Man, have you got any other notes? Um, I don't, but I do have some of the reception, uh, the critical reception. Well, I'll just finish off the yeah, yeah. please do. So the time checks. Sixty-four minutes in, uh, Ramsay or Becky, because they call her both things. Yeah, um, is swiped to death while curling one out. Yes, which they they proudly say in the dialogue. Becky went to take a shit or something yeah. <laughs> like. So Thanks, it's writing. a birdemic, just for these people. Mm-hmm. But it's a birdemic, and where, what do they do? They stop in the middle of the country, on the coast. No trees around. Nothing. She just goes out in the middle of a grassy field. Yep. Just squats down and gets killed. Yeah, and the bird flies by and slits her throat <clears throat> like like it was sweet. Like Todd. they do. Uh, 68 minutes in, uh, there's the bus rescue scene. Yes. Mm. Remember this classic scene? Mm-hmm. So heroic. <laughs> I was on the edge of my seat getting ready to leave the room <laughs> at the scene. Uh, so CG eagles get shot and the survivors get buckets of vomit thrown over them. I yeah. assume it's bird flu. <laughs> right. But there's like these, these obviously bucket loads of fluid get thrown on from two different directions onto these yeah, I, I don't call them actors but yeah people are pulled people in. on the screen <laughs> people present on the screen and then and then they drop dead so it's like lethal bird flu yeah i didn't quite know what that was supposed no, to be i didn't either. understand that uh 72 minutes in a man robs them of their super valuable petrol yeah but is killed by a cg eagle so they drive away, leaving the gas can. Yes. Just. Which they just fought over to the death. Yep. As he would. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the gas can is back 15 minutes later. Uh-huh. Because it's its own reality. Yeah. It's like a dream. Like a really, really <laughs> bad dream. Like you ate something terrible. It's just not agreeing with you. Mm-hmm. And you drank a cup of NyQuil, too. And you're having this weird, awful dream. Yeah. Like, where'd my dream budget go? Those effects are terrible. <laughs> and then there's that final shot where they, they, they line up on the shore, staring out into the ocean. And it just goes on and on and on. And then the credits start, and it just keeps going. Yes. And those kids that they pick up at some point that are just like, 
they are almost like mannequins. I've not seen that wooden of a. <laughs> I'm not even sure they knew where they were on a film. They were just sitting there most of the time. But they seem fine. No trauma at all no. from having their parents killed by birds in front of them. Yeah. They, they don't seem to understand the situation because they're whining and they want to go to yeah. get a happy meal. Yeah. <laughs> they don't understand at all. And you get this feeling at the end with that end shot that the birds have wiped everything out. And this is a new group of people that's going to have to, you know, start a new world with clean... <laughs> energy and whatnot these four or five people you know so uh i i imagine you've watched both the sequels i have not because i believe the sequels he's probably in on the joke now right and it won't it'll be diluted uh, I, whereas i, I prefer the director to be diluted <laughs> <laughs> right um i don't know that i could i don't know that i could dedicate any any more hours of my life to I this i could do it I might. Yeah, maybe. I'll sit through anything. Bring it on. Even Fuck Mummy 2017. <laughs> the sequel. The sequel. 2024. <laughs> Fuck Mummy 2024. Oh, jeez. Two. <laughs> this is a two-parter. I'm going to split it. Yeah, Mummy-demic. Ooh, and they're flying around. Mm-hmm. Just I like just that. Slashing people's throat and dropping liquid on them. <laughs> Um, don't get the mummy goo on you. Some, some of the reasons this has gotten a poor reception. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just read them off here. Just, just in case we missed anything. Yeah. Birdemic has been noted for its poor quality with reviewers calling out its wooden acting and dialogue, amateurish sound and editing, nonsensical plot, and its special effects consisting entirely of poorly rendered CGI eagles and vultures uh, that, in addition to performing physically awkward aerial maneuvers, um, non-animated birds' sprites in the background simply rotate 360 degrees in midair, spit acid and explode with unrealis- unrealistic smoke upon impact uh, with the ground with a uh, plane dive sound effect. <laughs> it has been noted that the birds do not appear until nearly halfway, 47 minutes, into the film, which we've already mentioned. Um on the 2009 best of list, Bloody Disgusting listed Birdemic amongst its honorable mentions, calling it the best worst film you'll see in 2010. The Huffington Post referred to the film as truly one of the worst films ever made. Variety reported that Birdemic displays all the revered hallmarks of hilariously bad filmmaking, uh, inane dialogue, miscued music, god awful sound, and special effects that simply must be seen to be believed. Birds dive bombing and exploding in red and yellow poofs of smoke and clip art eagles crudely pasted on the screen with only their wingtips mechanically flapping. Uh, CG is hard, man. Yeah. I, I was, uh, uh, Emily asked uh, which movies we were doing tonight. Uh-huh. And uh, I said, uh, okay, I can't explain this movie. So I just showed her the trailer. Because <laughs> you, you just can't say, oh, mm-hmm. it's like poorly animated. Because then you think of something, you know, Hanna-Barberish. Yeah. Or passable in any way. Yeah. You have to see it to disbelieve it. Yeah. It's it's really incredible. It is something else. That is why I was kind of sad I missed out on this for so many years. <laughs> and I've been denying myself this yeah. tasty, tasty treat known as, known as Birdemic. So what to do with this? What to do about this? Well, in my opinion... You know, don't feed into it. Don't give, don't give the people involved anything more to do. Yet, there's two sequels. Mm-hmm. Um, why? Why? why <laughs> any theories? Why? Well, if it was made for all oh, the hand means the money thing. Yeah, yeah. money. If it was made for ten thousand, and you know, it became a movie that you had to watch because it was so bad. Then yeah, easily make back its money. Like the room. Yeah, it would have probably made thirty thousand more on top of the ten thousand. I mean, I don't know. No, it does, made a lot of money. Does something like this make a lot of money? Yes, because it's so bad, people go to it. Just like the room, it's become a midnight show. Mm-hmm. It's not uh, a blockbuster, but it just keeps making money over yeah. the years. Do you remember when a midnight show was good? Like for some reason or another? No. 
Well, no, I'm talking like Rocky Horror Picture Show, Night of Living Dead. I enjoy Rocky Horror Picture Show, but I wouldn't know if I'd call it a good movie. <laughs> well, it's got a lot of a lot of songs that are uh, well. No, no, I'm I'm not arguing. I love the movie. Yeah, I watch it all the time. I'm not sure that it's a good movie, though. I mean, objectively good. Yeah, I think it's a little out there, maybe. It's out there. I mean, the concept, it's it's definitely out there. But is is it, um, is it inept? Well, no. Not, no, not no in, it's not inept. Not in any way. I mean... It's not a horrible movie. I just mean... Well, it's... If it, you asked most people... It's taste-specific. It would be a cult classic sure which kind of defy good or bad because they're existing there in that middle world of mediocrity (laughs) not that that's a mediocre 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 film but uh i don't know it's a blast to watch with an audience oh yeah it's fantastic it's pretty i find watching it by myself it's like uh once you get up to the first night after that there's a long dull Yes, Patch. I find the second half of the film fairly dull until the very end. Yeah, and you have a good song, mm-hmm. and then you have the best line ever that uh, there was a planet and uh, something like and lost or and its face or, or a race. I can't remember, but anyway, Charles Grace says it. It's it's great. Oh yeah, yeah. Lost in time and lost in space mm-hmm. and in meaning <laughs> is what he says. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, midnight movies would, would oftentimes be something so kooky or crazy or weird. I think maybe you should say midnight movies used to be movies you wanted to see. Right. They're not necessarily good. You know, they weren't showing 400 blows or, uh, trial of the incredible Hulk, uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, good movies, uh, Birdemic. Uh, no, they're always about... Well, the first Midnight movies were like Night of the Living Dead and right. El Topo. And... Yeah, exactly. They're cult films. They're movies that most people aren't going to like, but the special few, mm-hmm. they're going to be great, you know? Yeah, there's a special atmosphere of being at some dingy, dangerous... A little bit, yeah. Cinema at midnight with a bunch of freaks exactly freaks some of them are dressed up some Mm -hmm. of them are just they're dressed up but not dressed up (laughs) you know uh yeah it's it's fun so um i guess to answer my question what to do about this but you know someone else's answer was throw more money at it (laughs) no no Um, no no you mean to improve it well here's the thing in uh October 2016, an Indiegogo campaign was raised in order to finance the third film. Somehow they got to a third film. The funding was eventually closed. They skipped the second. With only $596 (laughs) out of the desired half a million was raised. How much? $596. Wow. So it took to the third movie before, you know, interest was finally like, yeah, no, we're good. So we, we never got to Birdemic in space. No, yeah. sadly. Um, yeah, the the in uh, March of 2021, uh, it was announced that the production on the third installment had begun, and uh, it was released on several streaming platforms January of this year. Um, but I don't know anything about that, and I don't intend to know anything about that. Uh, I'll report back. Yeah. I'll take one for the team and watch them. Yeah, there's there's a lot of ways I could describe what would make watching this um, tolerable, but none of them have to do with a movie. Uh, I think it needs a yearly watch. Yeah. Minute by minute. Yeah, like October 13th when the movie's <laughs> yes. set, we watch it <clears throat> Yeah, again Spe- on the big screen. Speaking of which... A lot which, of people who haven't seen it. See what they do. As we record this, tomorrow will be the day that uh, Return of the Living Dead happens. Happened. Happened. Back in the 60s. No, Return of the Living Dead. Oh, Return, yeah. It happens on July 3rd. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And all the movie punks are just walking along and talking. 
about how this this is no costume. About the worst ways to die. Yeah. Then we find out. Watching Birdemic. So, Will. On loop. You picked it. You get to go first. I recommend it if you hate yourself or anyone else. You know, you want to give this to your worst enemy or maybe you're being a little passive aggressive to your spouse. Slip them this. Say, here, dear. Watch this. This is great. All if right. you don't get it, we can't be together. There I'm sorry. Them's the rules. Jolien? Yeah, just watch the trailer. Yeah. That shows you what it's like. Yeah. Hmm. It's too short, though. You really need the full 82 so minutes you... to sit on your head and force you to yeah, submit. You just watch the trailer and then just bang your head against a wall. <laughs> that would work. Yeah, for a that couple would of work, hours. too. Just say the name Rod or Becky every once in a while and bang your head. Yeah. I would agree. Go, go, go to a board meeting about solar panels. <laughs> I recommend the trailer in order to not have to watch the movie. Yeah. I can't believe you all sat through it. You'll see, you'll see everything you need to see. I was really expecting the cutesy wink wink look at our bad movie thing but then when i discovered it was actually just the shittiest movie ever made exactly i was stunned see i i you know i was willing to overlook it until i learned how truly bad it was not just people pretending to be bad well, it's useful to know your your limits you know it is yeah like you know, what can you, what can you take you know what's the worst <laughs> what's the worst movie i can sit through yeah so far birdemic and Roller Gator. Is Roller Gator anywhere near this bad? I don't know. Take CGI birds versus a inarticulate alligator puppet on a skateboard. And he's little and he's purple, I think. Oh, God. And they play this noodly guitar music that's just on repeat. Oh. And it stops and goes again. Doesn't fit anything in the movie. It wouldn't fit any movie, the music, unless you had some sort of hillbilly hoedown. That's it's so crazy. kind of bluesy noodling, like a you know, a middle-aged dad would play on the weekends, you know, because he was in a band in high school, college. Uh, good stuff. Good, uh, good, good stuff. That's on Tubi, is it? I can't find it anywhere. Okay. I don't know where the riff tracks people found it. I'm gonna ask. Um, evidently the director has three films out. The second one's called Baby Ghost, about a baby ghost. Okay. Uh, that's a ghost that was a baby and died, but they don't make any sad well, like Casper. thought of that. A little bit, yeah. Cutesy-wootsy, dead child. Uh-huh, yeah. It's fun <laughs> for the whole family. How do you think he died? <laughs> he probably choked on something. Yeah. Or walked Birds. in the traffic. Birds got him. Yeah, with their acid and explosions. Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, should we call it a show? I think it's a show. Because we got to come back next. I think this may be it. Yeah. This is it. We're done. We <laughs> we're, can't go any further. We've hit, we've the, hit the bottom. bottom. The barrel. Yeah. We've seen some real highs, but I've brought us all the way down. It's pitch black now. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see another movie. <laughs> I don't want to see birds. I'm done with movies. Yeah, sometimes I feel that. I'll be watching Tubi and something especially terrible's on. It's like, uh, I'm done with movies. I don't want to watch any more of these. Right. You, have to, you have to remind yourself, no, there's good movies. Yeah, there are other streaming services. Are there? Apparently. And mm -hmm. the rich Do they have, have bad movies on them? I might well check them out. All right, let's call it a show. It's Listeners. A show. It's a show. Thank you for listening. Uh, something about solar panels? <laughs> yeah. <laughs>